Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on July 7th for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. The readings can be found at usccb.org forward slash Bible forward slash readings. There you will also find links to listen to the readings and watch video reflections on the readings. I encourage you to check those out. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. There are quite a few strange ideas that came out in the 1970s. Do you agree? Maybe a few. Don't get me wrong. The 1980s aren't without their own faults. I, uh, there's some strange things that came out of the 80s. I, not the least of them, but there is an idea. I've, I've, I've heard it. I have no idea what the 70s were like, but I've heard of it uh, since, uh, so it's kind of repeated itself uh, since then. It probably had a lot to do with the, the, the growth in population. There indeed was a rather a large uh, growth. The baby boomers had come and in the 50s and the 60s, and so the population of the 1970s did look drastically larger than uh, decades before. But the idea is that there were more people alive then, at that time, than had ever lived before. Not just at any one time, but in entirety. So the number of people alive at that time was more than everyone else who had lived before. If we really think about it, the idea is preposterous. It really is. I heard someone uh, say that several years ago, and I immediately, as soon as I could, googled it. That's when I read about how it was first proposed in the 1970s and, and then kind of repeated then on. And from there, I found an estimate of the world's population in its entirety. So currently, there's about seven, eight billion people alive in the world. How many people do you think have ever lived? How many people of our species, how many individuals, have lived on this earth? Lived, laughed, cried, loved, and died? A hundred and eight billion people. A hundred and eight billion people. And so there is a little bit of truth to what this um, idea was saying. There was a sizable percentage of the world's population alive at that time. I mean, six or seven billion out of 108 is still a sizable percentage, but it's not nearly as many as had ever lived before. 108 billion people. That is a lot of people. We can hardly even begin to comprehend the number of people alive currently, but 108 souls. 108 billion souls. Part of me, the cynical part, thinks that this idea of more people being alive currently than have ever lived has something to do with the idea that our experience as individual humans is completely unique. That no one else could really understand what we have experienced 
in our life because we're so very unique. But if we begin to imagine 108 billion people, don't get me wrong, your experience of your life, my experience of my life, it is unique, but it's hardly unobtainable if we put it into the perspective of 108 billion lives. Your experience is not unimaginable when we recognize that so many others have had similar experiences, surely, throughout their lives. And each one, each one of those 108 billion individuals have at their very core, while they were alive, a singular, a singular desire. If you begin to, to strip away the, the desires for material goods, our sinful inclinations, all of that, if we begin to, to get down to the core of what it is that the human heart desires, I believe what we will find is the desire to be known to be understood, to have someone understand our story, who we are, why we feel, how we feel, how it is that we have come to be where we are at. And we can fall into the trap of thinking our story is so unique that no one could understand it. Or we can see it in the vast multitude of other lives that have also lived and recognize that our story is unique, but is also attainable by another human person. Attainable, understandable to a degree by someone else. That desire to be known, that desire to be understood is ultimately only capable of being fulfilled by one person. God made man, Jesus Christ himself, infinite knowledge, infinite understanding, infinite love, all packed into one individual person, perfectly God and perfectly human, all together, right there. The ability to understand everything about us, the ability to penetrate the innermost places of our hearts to understand us for our glory, our achievements, but also for those dark places that we'd rather not recognize. One person, God made man, able to fulfill that desire in each one of our hearts. And we see in our gospel today, those who grew up with him, those who laughed, who cried, who played in the streets of Nazareth with him, they knew him as any of us know those who we grow up with. They walked with him. They went to synagogue with him. They learned with him. Laughed and cried, played, lived and growed. Knowledge and wisdom. They knew him. A handful of people in the wide vastness of the human population lived with him 
in Nazareth. And these people had the experience of knowing the answer to our innermost desire. They knew him. They thought they knew him. They thought they understood him. And they rejected him. They said, surely you're not who you say you are. Surely you're not the answer that we've been looking for. Right there in front of them. That they've known him since his miraculous birth. Perhaps there were rumors about Joseph and Mary. Perhaps they were a little uncertain as to where he came from, who he was. They thought, they thought they had him figured out. That answer to each of our desires. And we have the opportunity to encounter that same mystery. Not walking alongside him in the same way, but encountering here that same God. That same God made man who comes to us time and time again in the Eucharist. And we can, unfortunately, become a little too familiar with what we do here. It has been said, why should I go to Sunday Mass? I've done that before. It's not going to be anything new. I'm not going to be surprised by it. It's not going to be earth-shattering. The priest may say a few words and we'll probably forget it as soon as we get to the parking lot. You never know. We've done it before. It's familiar. It's routine. Same thing pretty much every Sunday. And yet it's amazing what we do here. We have an encounter with Jesus Christ, the answer to that desire. Let us not become too familiar with that. It's the irony of the desire of being known that the one who can know us perfectly, we become so familiar with that it doesn't really matter, or it doesn't seem to matter. There's a danger there, the danger of, of our hearts being made vulnerable, our hearts being opened to that presence. You may say, eh, nothing special here. No reason for me to allow that presence into those areas of my heart, to open myself up to that reality. Don't let that familiarity have the same effect on you as it did on those handful of people back in Nazareth, the turn of the century, the turn of the millennia, that they too became too familiar with him, at least they thought they were. Let us encounter that answer to our desire today. God made man, fully human, fully God, fully desiring to fulfill the desire of your heart. I hope you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org, where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.